Hey, everybody. Hey, everyone. This is Zach. This is Stuart. And uh, this is a uh, book club episode where we're discussing Stuart's choice. The Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually. Oh, go ahead. Oh, oh. so it's <laughs> Tokyo Vice, but it was kind of incepted by you, theoretically, because you actually... I don't remember asked... going in your dream space. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you are always in my dream space. Um, <laughs> uh, no, this was a, a book that you actually lent me, like, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, knowing that I had traveled around in Japan and that I do enjoy um, the Japanese culture, and you thought... Um, I think you thought that I would enjoy it. Um, so I I took the book, but I never read it. So <laughs> I used this podcast as an excuse to pick yeah, this back up. Yeah, correctly, I think it was in the very, very early days of the pandemic. And yes. I was delivering, like, my, my, my wife had had me go out and, and drop off like valentine's day like goodie bags and stuff and i was like yes you know what i, think, so was I was... think they would really enjoy it if i <laughs> included was... this book <laughs> yeah I it was super sweet about. too like you were just like oh you know and and i remember like i saw you at the end of the street i was like Black. <laughs> i wish i could hug you but you know yeah, we had to do that thing where I was like dancing around on your front porch and yeah. the door was just kind of like slightly ajar. <laughs> kind of like the Tuscan Raiders when they did their little dance in Star Wars. Yeah. You didn't have like a uh, staff. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. So so the um, the topic is is uh, Jake Adelstein's 2009 book, Tokyo Vice, like you yes. said. Yes. Um, this, so... So slap me with some of those stats, Zach. Yeah, so normally we discuss um, fictional things. This this one is actually a memoir. Yes. Kind of. So. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, so the guy. There's a so there's things that have come out recently because it was recently adapted for an HBO show, which I cannot find for the life of me because Warner Brothers Discovery is terrible. Mm. Um. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so so generally what this story is, is it's a memoir that he wrote about his time in starting in 1993, where he yeah, when he was started. like 19. Yeah, he w- well, no, he, w- he was just out of college um, mm-hmm. because he went to college in in Tokyo. Yes. Um, but he was hired as the uh, crime reporter for the Yomiuri Shinbun, which is the, the Yomiuri um, newspaper. Yeah. Um, and then it goes through his life for the next 12 years as a reporter. So he's, you know, it covers like his 80 plus hour work weeks and his relationship yeah. difficulties, because part of being a crime reporter is reporting in, in Japan specifically, because there's not a whole lot of like violent, violent crime. Um, a lot of it is like vice related. And so there are some seamy stories of him, like, you know, visiting uh massage parlors and you know yeah falling into a drug lifestyle and things like that yeah um, and it has a lot to like kind of do with the yakuza which can yeah, be romanticized that particular like you well, know some people oh go ahead oh i was just saying like some people who aren't like fully um aware or like fully 
into the Japanese culture, um, you know, can romanticize sort of the Yakuza through like media, through television, through anime, through manga, where they're not the greatest people. They're not necessarily so the the thing to keep in mind um, with with this book, because a lot of it is, is also focused on the relationship of the, the triangular re- relationship uh, between the police, mm-hmm. the reporters and the Yakuza. Yeah. Um, and, you know, yes, the Yakuza is is an organization that is a criminal organization, but mm-hmm. that does sex trafficking. Um, they, they do. Um, in, in the culture though, I don't know, I don't know if they're viewed as, as starkly as we're describing though, because there's, um, I mean, you can look at any, anytime there's a natural disaster, like a, like a flood or, or things like that. Um, generally the first people on site to provide water and food and portable showers and stuff for people are yakuza or yakuza adjacent people um yeah but i don't know if that like all i'm saying is like there's a there's a very there there's a um there's a much different relationship culturally there than i think a lot of a lot of people would consider i'm not saying it's right or wrong yeah i don't think they're still watching their hands of their yeah of doing horrific things yes Um, yeah and and i think that's sometimes people you know through other sources of media kind of come to this like oh the yakuza aren't that bad or like you know um but they are painted in this particular work as a very seedy and disturbing organization and I will say, so um, the narrator is um, the author himself. Yes. Um, and there are, when I was reading it, um, he doesn't seem to be like a super reliable narrator. Um, yep. <laughs> just with like the massive amounts of like lack of sleep, overworked, um, pretty much thinking about sex yep um yeah because um he does have a um, a girlfriend and um he cheats on her like multiple times Uh, he has a wife and kids yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) and he cheats on them or on her multiple times um and it's it is somewhat of a difficult I, you know, I, I, I'll push back a little bit saying that, yeah, that yeah, yeah. he cheats um, because there's a there's an exchange between him and his wife where, like, the understanding I come away with is that, like, as, like she didn't really care as long as she, like, just didn't know about it, which I think is another, like, cultural thing. Like, I, I think that's more common culturally there than it is here as well. Um, yeah where it's like ignorance is bliss sort of yeah where it's like you know but he, i mean it's still cheating. yeah it, well yeah but i mean it's 
he admits it. If I remember right, he he admits it to her, and then like her reaction is just is kind of like, "Well, I'm disappointed, but like I don't really care. Just like I don't want to know about." <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it's really strange because it it, it opens up a um, an interesting view into Japanese culture. Um, I uh, traveled around Japan for about three months. Um, I'm like I said, this uh, podcast's um, house weeb, and um, I do enjoy, yeah, resident, or, yeah. Um, so I do enjoy, like, the Japanese culture, but a lot of it, um, you know, especially in Western um, uh, areas, um, it, it has this, like, uh, I think, rosy-tinted view of of Japanese like hmm. like lifestyle and culture and and yeah. this one definitely um gets into the shady parts it gets into the seedy parts it gets into the parts that really don't make its way into western culture um which I thought was interesting but there are a lot of moments in this book that are a little hard to digest yeah, yeah. Well, and so that's that's kind of what I wanted to talk about a little bit is that he was the subject. Of, well, OK, so before we discuss that, um, mm -hmm. one of the things that that um, kind of brought him to attention when this book came out. Um, yeah, no is one there, there's just, it, and this right? is this is like the biggest story arc, I guess, in the book, really. So um you know, people who have already read this book will, will know that it's it's a lot of oh, yeah. vignettes. Spoilers time, I guess. But yeah, like it's it's a lot of vignettes of mm -hmm. his his time do, being a reporter. Um, but kind of the the biggest arc, the most impactful arc, I would say, is when he's describing the search for um, oh, the a a woman. Yeah, the woman that yeah. that, that was killed, Lucy Blackman, um, mm -hmm. was killed by someone there and in his search for this killer um he he comes across information and is exposed to the fact that um that has since been proven out like this apparently did happen um exposed the that uh tadamasu um tadamasa goto um and the uh yakuza gumi in saitama prefecture um were altering dioxin contamination reporting data right yeah. Yeah. um now tadamasa goto is also he gets threatened with being killed like he the, like there's a point where he has to leave the country if yeah. you if you take his story at face value mm -hmm. and don't just assume that they would make him disappear um where he's presented with the option of look we'll kill you and everyone you care about yeah. Or you can get the fuck out of this country and stop reporting on this because the the head of this the the Goto Gumi um he has evidence that the FBI in America gave him and his cohorts visas to come into the country um in exchange for confidential information, right? Yeah. So he has he has proof that the head of one of the larger um, crime families uh, is a CI. <laughs> yeah. um, 
he the the author actually had to seek police protection until about 2009 um mm-hmm. and like he at a certain point he had to leave the country um like he 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 has gone back i think once and that's because most of the people that he would have been covering were dead um but the the reason that the fbi gave these guys visas in into the country and they were willing to turn evidence over to them is and i didn't know this but it it makes a lot of sense is mm-hmm. um apparently yakuza members especially from a particular age range yeah. um have have to have liver transplants and that's what he was coming to the country for yeah is because of these tattoos yeah it's the metal heavy metals and the tattoos and the heavy drinking and the high um high high fish and rice high sugar based basically diet Mm -hmm. um it it fucks their livers up and the heavy metal poisoning makes them i I thought that was a neat little i thought that was cool too yeah um i thought that was an interesting um but yeah it, it was interesting because i think after like because it was around 2009 when he started like trying to push this book and i know that like in the research that i was doing none of the japanese publishers would pick up this book and yes. uh, the thing was he he wrote this book in both japanese and um english because he speaks fluent japanese yeah i mean he and, was a reporter for one of the larger newspapers in japan at the time like he he can yeah, translate he had to yeah. <laughs> yeah um which you know learning kanji and how to actually write kanji is a skill way beyond me um but yeah so like none of the japanese um publishers would pick it up because you know they didn't want to one it had too much information and um they just did not like the portrayal of of their culture and of um the stories that were written in this so it was um i think random house that picked this one up yeah, um, yeah, I think so. But well, so the interesting thing there to me is in the Japanese version of the text, he said, from what I could see, he obscured his sources. Yeah. Like to the point of not even mentioning the sources and yeah. still publishers wouldn't pick it up. So, yeah. which I kind of find weird that he even would, would like give some of the descriptions of his sources, sources in the, the you know the translation that we read mm-hmm. um you know that he was the subject of a documentary uh by the bbc and some of the people there on the film crew were like this guy's story is bullshit like yeah i do i mean <laughs> so and again like i have no evidence to back this up except yeah. for my own personal um feelings and opinions and because we run a podcast, I get to state all my personal now. Yeah, it does feel like some of these stories that he tells are a little, I feel like embellished, but yeah. you know, embellished to a point where you want to be a good storyteller. Because I'll even say that I'm a little guilty about that, where, you know, if I tell a story, I might embellish it a little bit just for like, you know flavor and for excitement yeah. um I, I think it's something 
we naturally do just for entertainment sakes, especially when you're like telling stories around friends or things along those lines, you'll do it in a, um... yeah, but you're not writing a memoir. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm just talking about how I saw this cool dog and then, you know, yeah. transform into like, Grim. <laughs> what, what's the transformer? That's a T-Rex grim, grim, oh, grim, grimlock. grimlock. Yeah. And Zach saying next to me going, uh-huh, sure, Stuart. Yep. Yep. That, <laughs> that, that totally happens. Um, well, um, so part of, but, part of, no. oh, go ahead. No, 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 you go. Oh, um, so, so part of the, the thing that, that makes me, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence on some of it because, you know, the thing about the Gotogumi turning evidence over to the, the FBI is like, I think I'm pretty sure that that has been proven out at this point. Um, now there is a section in there where he, he does kind of go through that, that tenuous relationship that, that police and Yakuza have. Yeah. Especially with like the, um, the cafes and stuff where they basically force foreign women into a basically a lifestyle of sex work and um, oh well i mean yeah that that's something that the yakuza do i i meant more yeah. the um the the turning over evidence thing oh, like, oh okay. is is it it operates like counterintuitively as as to like what i would i would uh, expect a relationship like that to work like here yeah. because generally the the way it's described in the book is that you know every now and then police will look the other way when they do these things like taking women who were for because you know they don't really have a problem with it i guess um yeah foreigners and forcing them into sex work um and then when the police need to bump up their crime statistics maybe the yakuza drops them some names of some dummies that that did some stupid shit that need to go to jail for it yeah that or Um, like you know let the police people partake in their yeah um, or that which is like it's a bribe but culturally they don't refer to it as a bribe like it's a different like it's, it's just so part of the lifestyle. Interesting. Um, and I know it's 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 strange, but like there's such like this weird sexual oppression um, where in like the day to day lifestyle that like it, it becomes where there's like these crazy sort of like like people have to go to these crazy sex bars and stuff like that um yeah i mean some of that's just carryover from um uh, water districts uh, from way back like it's it's kind of counterintuitive because societally everything is so kind of repressed and tamped down that in the in water districts and and soap lands you can just kind of go all out and (laughs) go yeah. go nuts you know um because like that's the sanctioned area where you can do that um i yeah. think culturally is how it's looked at um but yeah like there, there's some of the guy's story that i am like i this this sounds really unbe- so going back to him searching for the the killer of um 
Lucy Blackman, he pairs with either a friend of hers or, or a family member, I forget which, um, mm. to like look for information and he gets spooked off of it and he's like look uh there's there's some dangerous shit here that like we shouldn't be following and she ignores him and then later on he's meeting with a yakuza and he plays him a tape of a woman being supposedly tortured um and it tells him to back off of whatever story he was writing and don't ever bring it up or whatever and it's like I don't know if that like I feel like that if if they would go that far out of their way to suppress information like that, that they would just disappear him. I mean, maybe maybe not because he does have so many connections Mm -hmm. like as a as a well-known reporter who has multiple friends for the working for the Metropolitan Police. um, I mean, maybe he has a little bit more protection than a random foreign person who's who's in the country um but i don't know i i still feel like if he were that close to some of the information they were looking at they would just you know make sure that he he just walked into the ocean you know (laughs) yeah yeah it's um Uh, there are other journalists like the the bbc crew that was doing a documentary on him that were like i Maybe yeah. a third of what he's saying is true. <laughs> I don't know. And he doesn't seem like a very reliable source of information. He was constantly drinking, as mm-hmm. um, you know, one does with like a, an eighty-hour workday, and um, using hard drugs. And yeah, I can understand maybe some of his memories were like. I don't know, not completely pieced together, so he yeah. improved a little bit, um, embellished. Um, but yeah, it, it it was definitely a um, yeah. I I I'm very much on the fence about this book. I will I will state that because there's like some interesting parts, and truthfully, I wish I could have like. I wish there would have been more information about, like, the actual stories than about, like, his day-to-day, not day-to-day life, but, like, his lifestyle. Yeah, like, he he kind of goes out of his way to paint himself out, or paint paint himself as, like, a, you know, noir detective. Yeah. Like, not, not quite as crazy as, like, a Hunter Thompson, but, like... But he does come off a little like braggadocious don't you think yeah he comes across a little bit braggy of of like you know i was up working 60 hours on this story and this prostitute called me and i was drunk but i walked over to the bar and she gave me the information and i went home and i cried myself to sleep yeah i I even think that like (laughs) one of the chapters start off with like him like getting out of bed with like a random woman I think it's more than one, but yeah. Yeah, it's just like, you know, like the end of the book actually is um, a little bit, uh, you know, interesting because that's when he starts talking about the the Yakuza boss and talking about like the whole like liver thing and everything. Yeah. Um, I wish, I... I wish, 
Oh, I, I, I do like the um, connection that he has with that one um, uh, detective that is kind of kind of like a mentor for him that, yeah. that you know, he, he was never able to go like to take part in his funeral until way after he had died because of the Gotogumi basically saying, if you ever come back to Japan, we will, we will make sure you. that you, you do yeah. not leave. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, you know, I, I did enjoy that part, like towards the end of the book. Um, yeah. But yeah. And again, it is a memoir. So I don't, you know, I wasn't expecting like him writing about the story stories but like i do feel like this book focused a lot on like his actions and not like you know stories that he was pursuing for yeah yeah but i mean it's still it it was still an interesting read and it was still like an interesting glimpse into this like nastier seedier like part it's of... definitely the the side that you because like you might see if if you are online enough obviously i'm sure people see references to like um yeah uh you know like vi like panty vending machines and things like that but like yeah um you don't really like most of the time when you see uh japanese like culture portrayed in in the media it's always like the stereotypical like salary man or like tr traditional lifestyle or like look these people still operate like it's the 50s and they go to work and they they have have these sorts of things like you don't really get a look at the um aspect of like the vice and things that just kind of don't really <laughs> yeah, make its way out yeah. and or as Which it still exists like the the you know everyone is quick to quote that that crime statistic that like in japan like 98 percent of crimes committed are solved and it's like mm, well those are the ones that they actually are actively like work to solve like if you yeah. look at it it all like all of the other like true crime stats and things like that it's like sometimes sometimes they can be selective in which cases they pursue <laughs> yeah sometimes they um, just don't classify it as a case and they're like well it, yeah you know. or like if it's if it's the case of like um you know like a because th there is still a very um like it, Japanese society is, is extremely conservative. And so there, mm -hmm. there is, there is still kind of a, um, dehumanization think... that's, that's kind of, uh, applied to people who are not Japanese. Yes. And yeah. so if there's a crime that's, for example, being committed against a foreign woman who's in the country working as a hostess in a bar, they're not, maybe they don't, treat right. that case seriously and they're like well they're just a foreigner who cares yeah you know they, I mean, it's, still it's that interesting um yeah and it's interesting in this book you know there's um it, it's 
it's interesting that he can get away with so much being a foreigner. Um, I, I do th- remember there was one part of the book where he had like put on glasses and like hide his kind of complexion to kind of like try yeah, to pass like, off as Japanese. Yeah, he he, he so. talks about like getting a haircut and like getting his haircut to look like like someone who is in Japan or who, mm-hmm. who is Japanese um, dressing in a Japanese fashion, like the, the, the style of, of suit, the way it's cut. And like, he talks about wearing sunglasses a lot. So people can't see the shape of his eyes. Yeah. Um, so it is, you know, um, it's just, it's very interesting in like, just like the, that, that culture, that like um, conservative culture around, you know, not being as open to foreigners. And uh, you can really see the, I mean, the impact and the kind of nastiness in the, in this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you yeah, know, there are aspects of it that, are, that are kind of gross to read because it's just yeah. like, like even if he's embellishing slightly um in in some of the grosser sections um i i can 100 percent buy um the the way that that uh people treat other people in here especially if they're not from the country like it's it's like yeah i i don't think he's embellishing that much <laughs> Yeah. on those aspects like he seems then, to be like, like embellishing his own involvement in stories yeah um, and the way he yeah, carries himself than the actual stories themselves if that makes sense yeah yeah it's kind of like that that syndrome where like you you know you have this altercation and then you walk away and you're like oh i should have said this one badass line and then <laughs> yeah but he just actually like he said it <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's that's kind of the the uh, the vibe I was getting. Yeah. But um, it is is interesting because like you know there is some like sexual repression in Japan and yeah. and a byproduct of that is just this like you know these these wet areas with these like just like hyper-sexualized like clubs and like the panties and and all these like other um hyper-sexualized things and it's it's so and it goes back to like his wife where like people can compartmentalize these things where like you know as long as you've like done some sort of weird twist like you know, thought twist to be like, oh, well, it doesn't matter because if I don't think about it too much, it doesn't bother me. It's like, I don't care if my husband cheated on me as long as I don't know, but like he told you, so you know, so it's not like you can't unknow it. So you just kind of like compartmentalize it and be like, yeah, oh, well, like, and I'm like, saying that word wrong, right? Compartmentalize? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying, right? Uh, yeah. You can edit that, right? Like, <laughs> do you want me to do like a clean take right now and just, just no, say it right? And then you can no, no, you're not going to do that for me. No, hey, <laughs> you. No, no I, I, I got what you were saying. I, no, no, I, I, <laughs> no, I know, I know. I'm, yeah, no, I'm not this, going to make you do more work than you have to. There is this weird, um, 
like dual nature where people either look at japan as a very repressed very conservative country or they look Mm -hmm. at it as a very hyper sexualized weird kinky whatever and it's like wacky like if you watch like yeah but like it it can definitely be both i mean it, it doesn't have to be one or the other i mean like even even the current like you know well, I don't know if it's current necessarily, but you know the jokes you see about people have posting up like, yeah, well, you know Japan's weird. They've got panties, used panties, and vending machines, and it's like I, I don't think they have those anymore. Like they may have at one point, but yeah. like I'm, I'm pretty sure that those, those either existed in very specific like areas. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, everything's yeah, online now. Existed. Like. even in america you can go online to like only fans and i'm pretty sure you can buy some like oh yeah they're pennies on hands i mean you know it's it's and we're not not demonizing this particular kink if this is your kink Mm -hmm. good for you um it's just like i just bring it up the thing that most associates online like if you if you look at it is is how weird the country is because they have these vending machines (laughs) yeah which i I don't think they they have anymore yeah um it's just like i think that there's this um this just oppression of like sexual sexual um exploration sexual like even the talk of like sex is very taboo um and it, it, it's just, it's strange. And I, I think um, because like even porn is still censored or some porn is censored in Japan still. Um, at least when I remember going there, there were times is, when I would like- Because of Western influence. That's, that, that's not really- uh... <laughs> yeah they decided to do that's something that just hasn't been changed Changed. okay yeah because i remember going to like these um giant like stores that would sell like tvs and stuff like that i think best buy and then like going up to the top floor and there would be like tvs for sale that were like that had porn on them they were like playing porn in this public area and i was like this is so weird but it was censored porn, so I was like, "Well, I, I guess it's fine. That makes it okay." <laughs> yeah, it's 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 strange, um, especially like you know, some people get, and again, it, you shouldn't get your, um, like, well, some people like have this influence from media through like anime and through like manga and things along those lines and that's their impression of japan and um it's not 100 percent accurate because again it's animation and everything but well yeah it's i will say it was very very much a culture shock when i was there um yeah and you know, it, it definitely there were parts when I felt very much like an outsider because I was not, you know, I was foreign. Yeah, I was a foreign person. So, but you know, there were a lot of like great moments there where people did not care, and especially it was a lot of the um, the younger generation where a lot of people were very interested to like hang out with me and talk with me and 
learn about my culture and I learned about their culture. Um, so I don't think, I think that the youth is changing a lot of these like traditional values, which is good. Thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, yeah. Considering what, what <laughs> some of them were before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah. Um, what, what'd you think about the ending? Um, the you you mean the ending where he eliminates the fact of not being able to to go back to the country uh, to visit yeah. his mentor one last time. I mean, did that Sad. like? I mean, it, it was it was yeah. I mean, it resonated in that that you know that's that's a regret that he'll have to um, live with. You know, li- live with that that he is completely at well i mean it's not completely out of his control but you know what i mean like they were mm-hmm. extenuating circumstances um yeah i mean i i buy the ending like i feel like he he probably at some point legitimately did feel like his life was threatened um, yeah yeah i mean i don't think he would have moved back to the or not back but to the states um if he legitimately didn't have a a worry yeah um and yeah, I, I I felt a sense of um, sadness at the very end. Yeah. Um, I felt you know, because like, it was eight years, like this whole experience. Uh, twelve. Twelve years, yeah. Yeah. Um, and just like, yeah, not being able to like kind of go back to this one place that you've been staying there for that long is yeah. definitely hard oh yeah well what would you grade this book so i know i was on the fence about this and it is so i know i I usually mention this but um i do feel like his writing style um is a bit looser um yeah it is a bit more um um i guess accessible he doesn't really like use flourishy words it's it's very much it's kind of i don't want to say grimy but it's very like down to earth if that makes sense yeah um so it is a bit of a um an easier read um it went fast like this book isn't thick it's like I want to say around like 200 pages. 30, yeah. something like that. Yeah. So it wasn't like it was a a long read. Um, once we had determined in our schedule that we were reading this book, it only took me like a couple of days just to read it. Yeah. Um, there were moments where I had to like sit down the book and be like, eh, I'm not like super feeling this section yeah (laughs) um and then like pick it back up there were like again it is a memoir but like i wish he would have talked more about like the stories than himself so with all of those factors in i'd probably give it like a c plus okay Yeah. yeah that's about where i was at because i i landed on about a b okay um, I mean, um, I like kind of uh, 
the 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 true crime and noir feels even though i know that it's probably bullshit yeah um, it, it's an entertaining read for sure um it's it's one that i've read i've read this book i think like this this will be like the third time okay. but i probably um, read it again since now we've done an episode and i can just listen back to this episode and go all right yeah. <laughs> um would you ever be interested in watching the show you know i was very interested in watching the show um i like to the point that i was like looking to see okay where can i find this um and i cannot for the life of me track it down it's not for sale on amazon it's not i don't have hbo plus um but it was an hbo show and it had um you know uh popular actors in it um i think in the the warner brothers discovery uh kind of kerfluffle there they this is probably one of the shows that they buried um yeah it looks like it's on hbo max um it does look like it's on amazon priming video yeah because you can also get it on uh youtube i got it yes or i looked like last week Mm -hmm. and all i could find was the trailer i mean i just did a quick google search so yeah yeah what does Mm. ibdm say about this uh it gives it an 8 point or 8.0 out of 10. okay yeah it looks like there's eight episodes okay yeah yeah and it the other thing too is that i think there's going to be a second season maybe they have a yeah it does look like there's a second season oh maybe there's 16 episodes oh they do like these weird like episode point five what oh those are probably like behind the scenes featurettes and stuff if you're looking through if you have the app yeah no there's only eight episodes yeah, well, whenever they wrap it up, I wouldn't mind watching the series and maybe covering that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's it's hard to cover series. Yeah. I feel like when we <laughs> cover that. series, yeah. we, um, <laughs> we don't do it justice. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, you know, I mean, shoot, there's entire podcasts dedicated they go to series. Episode by episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember when we did the um, Avatar series. We did one season of that. We did one season, and we blazed through that. We were like, in this episode, this and this happened. It was pretty okay. What about the next episode? This and this happened. (laughs) I I feel bad because I don't think... Because it was something I chose. um, Because I love me some Avatar. Um, But I don't think we did it proper justice yeah personally uh listening back to that old uh one i was like oof. um i think you know if we ever do go back and review a season of anything we should probably do it by episode just because there's usually a lot of episodes and it looks like this one these episodes are like 43 minutes yeah 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 so so that's that's why i'm kind of um weary about doing entire season uh reviews 
just because I don't think we do it justice. Or at least I don't think I do it justice. You might be doing it justice, Zach, but... I doubt it. Stuart? No. (laughs) I'm like, it was cool. There was some pow pow and some wow wow. I give it a two thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's that's a review that's probably only good for Stuart. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know if I would watch the series on my own personal time. Yeah. Um, mainly because I don't watch too many um, just random TV shows. Um, usually... Yeah. I will have to like hear some hype and stuff like that about it, and then I'll sit down and watch it. And I just haven't heard too much about this um, this series. Yeah, I only even knew about it when I was starting to sit down research. and do the research for that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, there's a se- there's a TV show, and yeah, uh, I think you told me that. I was like, oh, okay, because sometimes <laughs> yeah, that... we haven't done it often, but sometimes we like uh, casting out the um characters in a book to actors yeah so we haven't done that in a while we should revisit that yeah i think we probably will with um your next pick which will be after my next pick i don't know if you remember the order that these come out (laughs) i do okay question mark (laughs) well in that case uh you can edit that to whatever you want it to be (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so my next pick is for um uh stephen king's because i'm back on my stephen king shit uh 1990 novel the stand the stand that's right well there's two ver- there's a 78 version and then the 1990 version i only have the 1990 version i don't know if you can even find the 78 version oh thank goodness but yeah you you chose the one that's easier to find sometimes you choose like random ones i'm like i don't know how to find this (laughs) yeah no the 1990 one's a little bit longer um but it it's apparently provides a little bit more context which context is always good Um, context is king but yeah, we're not going to talk about there's it's been adapted twice for television. Neither one of them did very well. So mm. I, I, I if you want to talk about them, you can't. I've only seen the the one that was on uh, ABC. It was like a three or four part miniseries. And then yeah. I think Stars put out another one a few years ago. that was People like love making their Stephen King miniseries. I mean, they kind of have to when that when that son of a bitch writes fourteen hundred page books. They kind of have to. Do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, you know, it'll probably take you a, a second to cut through that one because that I I that's not his longest novel, but for a while it was. Um, it moves. Yeah, I haven't even started it. Yeah, I mean, it moves pretty quickly. Um, okay. You know, the, the sections are, are, are paced nicely. You can cut through a handful of chapters. And I mean, maybe I'll just put it under my pillow and like... Osmosis? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, if, there's, if there was one I would recommend doing an audiobook for, I think it would probably be this one. This one? Okay. I might look for an audiobook then. 
Yeah, because I think Audible, if you have Prime, has has versions of that. Your local are we sponsored probably... by Audio or uh, Audio? Audible? No, we're not. But, <laughs> but hey, why don't you get on that? <laughs> Audible, why don't you sponsor us? Sponsor we'll, we'll do us a whole of segment. You can just give us a book. No, give us like two books. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll talk about that later um about our sponsorship or your book uh oh the uh the book oh, okay, okay. i think audible like you just sign up for it I, so i i can yeah. look, look for that but i feel like audible was one of those ones that everybody gets sponsored um well, and that's that's mattress. why I think you don't need to is that you you just go to their thing, get a code, and they give you a cut. Um, okay. I'm pretty sure that's how they they do theirs. Yeah. But yeah, there's um, a mattress. What's the mattress? Oh, Casper mattress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I've I've had Casper, and I've had other ones. Um, Casper kind of sucks, in my opinion. Um, uh, does it? Uh, yeah. I, I'm actually looking for a mattress. I feel like I, I've, well, I've had my mattress for like, well, I, I don't think people actually care. Actor, <laughs> I stopped myself. I was, I was like, <laughs> is this relevant? This That's really to like so wrap up this episode. I'm like, my mattress is old. <laughs> but I took a second to like self-reflect for a moment. And I feel like that's like personal growth. That's character yeah. growth right there personal growth <laughs> alright everyone bye <laughs> bye people